This bonus episode of the Money School Podcast is brought to you by you. Thanks for supporting the Patreon and the Money School. You're awesome, and I appreciate you. Welcome to the Money School Podcast. This is the Patreon bonus episode for August 16th, 2020. First off, as always, thanks for your support of the Money School. We have a busy week with my top position having earnings this week, as well as a couple big companies that should give us some indications that broadly apply to some of my other core positions. So wanted to dive right into my top five positions the week ending uh, last Friday. Um, the Sunday episode will include my top five holdings as of the week prior and then the earnings that I'm looking for over the next week. So starting off with my top five position, number five is Adobe. Uh, that's This company is going to continue to climb up. It usually is my third or fourth largest position uh, at times, it's my biggest position. Uh, what they figured out with their digital content creation uh, and their recurring revenue streams, when they figured out you know, eliminating the piracy and getting all of that into the creative cloud, their tools that they have at present are already the best in the industry for any kind of content creation. And the way they're applying artificial intelligence, their CEO, Shotnu, is just incredibly talented and they have such smart engineers at every level of that company. Uh, right now, their value is $215 billion, trading at 59 times earnings, which is about where I want most of my portfolio is in the 40 to 70 times earnings. Um, trailing you know, 12 months, we're going to see where these earnings come in and we're going to see these price to multiples kind of swing around a little bit. But they're, they've been a consistent deliverer of uh, deliverer of strong results and growth and the company continues to grow their products and the customer base is loyal. Um, my personal company, I mean, we couldn't exist without Adobe products. It would just be a nightmare. So they're a company that we um, use personally and I've used for a long time and they stay in my portfolio in the top five. And whenever they drift, if I don't add to the port the, to the position, I always end up regretting it. So this is one that's going to continue to climb the ladder, but as of right now, it's my number five position. My number four position is Square. It's currently a $63 billion company trading at 315 times earnings. It's a high growth company that has a little bit of now and a little bit of later. What they have right now that is particularly interesting to me is Square and Square Capital. Um, the terminals power a lot of small businesses, restaurants, and shops. Um, that point of sale terminal collects a little bit of a, a transaction fee, also collects a, a tremendous amount of data, which they've used to distribute PPP the most effectively. They had the most amount of volume in terms of different vendors that they were able to deliver PPP to with the smallest average size. They were the most equipped to deliver PPP to um you know, the food carts and the small, the really small mobile businesses. And that's because they have a, a deep look into these businesses and their balance sheets and where their sales are at. They were also able to pivot really quickly to getting a lot of these shops online, getting able to, to take orders and delivery of products, um, you know, just over the internet from, you know, restaurants delivering curbside to, you know, stores on Shopify and Instagram selling directly to consumers and taking payments that way. Um, that part has been really impressive to me with their their growth of the now the now portion of their business 
and then the later is Cash App, and that is their their banking tool and peer to peer transaction, and and what they're going to eventually do with that. And Jack Dorsey's vision for that is where I think the growth of the company is going to just explode in the future as, you know, the next billion and two billion people get on the internet and they skip the traditional banking system and they go straight towards getting paid directly on their cash app through either, you know, it fully integrates Bitcoin, but also U.S. dollars. And you're seeing a lot of countries, you know, throughout you know, Southeast Asia and Africa, where people are getting paid directly on their cash app. And that's why Jack Dorsey before Corona was going to move to Africa. If you look at just the sheer volume of humans that are unbanked, and as they move towards getting, you know, the rest of humanity connected to the internet and on mobile devices, as they are getting paid either from the government or their place of employment, Having a secure digital wallet that's functional and, and, and able to work as a bank account and also a debit account and a place to move currency of any kind into Bitcoin, it's just a really powerful tool. And I think that employing that data um, across the world and then with Jack being the CEO of Twitter, you're going to see cash tags and fundraising fully integrate across both of those platforms and you're going to see really powerful peer-to-peer payments that can get exceedingly complex as we move into the future so square capital and square terminals and square online and uh, the cash app and the brokerage they don't make any money on trades in the brokerage but they make a good amount on bitcoin so as bitcoin becomes popular they're always going to have good quarters if bitcoin is having a high volume quarter um but that really doesn't matter in the short term. They're going to just continue to try to take market share and become the default service that a lot of these users that are hopping onto the internet for the first time are jumping right to for their banking and their spending and their investing. My third largest position is Tesla. It's currently $307 billion, trading at 850 times earnings. Um, there's currently a split craze happening with the current, you know, with the five to one that's upcoming at the end of this month. Um, typically, I wouldn't hold the stock into a split, but I fundamentally am a, a Tesla bull. I think what they're doing with that company is absolutely incredible. There's a full episode coming on why I'm long Tesla, but they're going through the, the car buying process right now personally. It's you know pretty obvious that that industry is chronically undersupplied from all of the traditional manufacturers and their prices are not competitive and their process is, you know, honestly really brutal. Um, little side note, it makes sense that Carvana stock is exploding because the traditional car buying process is terrible. Um, Tesla seems to be delivering as good of a value in the, the, the Model 3 sedan market um, you know, the, the higher end cars are still more aspirational um, for most people, but to get your foot in the door with the Tesla Model 3 is as affordable as, you know, most of the cars in its class, especially when you work in the, you know, the cost of, you know, operating the vehicle. Um, and their delivery numbers are great. It, it doesn't even matter. They're taking share while other places are losing share and shutting down and, and treading water. 
um, their global footprint is continues to just grow and grow and grow. And that will only, you know, they're a brand name that has a cult following that has connections with AI and material science and connected with NVIDIA and other partners that are really pushing the boundaries of what computational science can achieve in terms of maximizing output from electrical impulses and just really pushing the boundaries of, you know, GPU-powered computing and deep learning. And and I just think what we're going to see play out over the next decade or two are all of these companies that, especially Elon's, the ones that, you know, SpaceX is a separate company company than Tesla. And they do have some overlap and a lot of their engineers overlap, but they're separate companies. We're going to see a convergence of Starlink and Neuralink and Tesla cars driving and communicating with each other and the you know global communications network that is going to be created and launched through I mean if I could own any company I would own stock in SpaceX and the economics behind that are just incredible and that's really the long play for Elon in my opinion um but as they continue to launch Starlink and as Neuralink starts to go into you know patients with traumatic brain injuries and they start to figure out how all of that stuff is going to work it's going to reduce the latency of communication between all of these systems and self-driving cars communicating with each other is part of that the ai that powers that is you know extraordinary and the conservation of the electricity and maximizing the power output requires all sorts of data analytics. And that's why they have strong relationships with NVIDIA and with, you know, making a lot of their, their systems built on renewable renewability and uh, being able to maximize the amount of electricity that it, anything is consuming and squeezing everything out of that and using it over and over and over again to reduce our costs and to reduce our footprint while achieving more and outputting more. That's why when I I hear these people on TV that are saying, you know, I don't think we can own Tesla because it's really expensive right now compared to GM. And it's like, dude, what are you what are you talking about? Like you're you're not even comparing equal technology or systems or you know intellectual property or strategy or 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 anything and these car companies are dying a slow death like ford is struggling and they are already way behind in ev and they're trying and they're doing their best to to survive but they're so bloated with past pensions and Ford credit and, you know, all of these big automakers, they have these, you know, anchors of old debt and old pension, which, I mean, those people earn that money. That's their money that's due to them. But that's still, a, you know, an obligation of the company. And Tesla not being a union company and being a new company and being as liquid as they are, I mean, 
I definitely like their balance sheet of their debt to what they're returning to shareholders and their growth, even at their outrageous price multiple. And that's why their stock continues to grow. And you pair that with the cult following of Elon, there's going to continue to be demand for the stock. And as this split happens, you're going to, I think that people will pile in and, and, and stay long because they want to be a part of the story that they are, are building there. So I love the demand of Tesla stock, even though the price doesn't make sense if you do it any type of fundamental valuation of it in the, in the short term. That's not the reason to, to hold Tesla. The reason to hold Tesla is for the long term because they have all of these value propositions that are going to just explode exponentially over the short, medium, and long term. My number two holding is Taylor Morrison Homes. They are a value play compared to a lot of my other top core positions that are all hyper growth and high PE. I like to offset that by owning some value oriented names that trade at more traditional price to earnings multiples and price to sales. A lot of those tend to be real estate names. Um, Taylor Morrison is so high on my list because I just really believe in their CEO. Uh, Cheryl Palmer is just an incredible operator in the space. She's one of the only CEOs, you know, in the whole real estate industry. Um, And she knows it and she has a chip on her shoulder in a positive way and she just crushes it. She knows that she, um, in my opinion, is opening doors for other women in high leadership roles in the real estate industry from just the highest level. And they just continue to grow it. I mean, all of their industry, all of their segments are growing at 60 to 80%. They were able to pivot their sales process online really quickly at the first line of, you know, at the first stages of coronavirus, they were able to pivot their business because they were lightweight and small enough and were already going down the route of using technology to sell their homes. So I'm really confident in, in Cheryl and their leadership at Taylor Morrison. So this position has kind of crept up uh, in size. Uh, it probably will get trimmed and some of that money will likely go to Adobe over the next week or so. Uh, but I'm very comfortable with this being in my top two positions all the time just because as long as Cheryl is there um, you know, steering the ship, I think that that's a good bet. The one thing that's common across all five of my top companies is just supreme confidence in their leadership and the commitment of the leadership to these companies and what they mean to them both professionally and personally. All of these CEOs are incredibly you know, vested in the success and growth of these companies. So as of right now, Taylor Morrison is my number two holding. My number one holding now and probably always is NVIDIA. It's now $285 billion trading at 86 times earnings. Um, historically, it's you know pushed triple digits. The earnings just continue to grow with data center and the delivery of all of their products. And they're just so far ahead of all of their research and what they're delivering with all of their different projects that they've been working on. Um, a lot of them had targets to deliver what they wanted to you know, hit some of these benchmarks 10 years from now, and they're already hitting them. So um, they have earnings this week on Wednesday after the bell. Uh, It'll be curious to see how their data center numbers come in. Um, With AMD, they had a great quarter uh, defending NVIDIA. Just we need to see that they didn't lose, 
you know too much market share in their segments to to AMD. Uh, they don't directly compete. AMD and Intel directly compete a little bit more. Um, there is some crossover now with with AMD and Nvidia, um, but Nvidia just has such a huge moat in a lot of their other uh, areas of of business. Uh, all of these companies have in basically investor presentations like the old Steve Jobs presentations, um, particularly NVIDIA. NVIDIA has GTC, which t- traditionally is a huge expo where they showcase all of their products, and then they have a, a showcase event or a headline event that the CEO Jensen will go through, and he'll pitch for like an hour and a half and go through everything that they have. They did that a few months ago. Uh, if you haven't watched that, it's I think it's the most impressive technology that exists on planet Earth. Um, from a publicly traded standpoint, I think it's just if you're not if you don't own it, you just are really doing yourself a disservice because they're changing humanity um, from curing coronavirus and powering the deep learning and machine learning that all of these biotech companies are using to to sort through this huge amount of data um, to powering AI to you know renewable energy, their partnership with Tesla and their Volta chip, and now with the V100 and what they can do with you know, inferencing on big amounts of data. It's just, it's a company that you can't afford to not own. And it's always my top position because I believe in it the most. Um, it's currently trading, a, you know, a little bit under $500 a share. I think we might eventually get to a split alert where, you know, any day now there could be an announcement. They could announce on this conference call on Wednesday that they're splitting the stock. Um, I haven't heard anything about that. Um, it's just getting up there in size and, I think that they're a company that you could see try to, you know, use this momentum of splitting stocks right now. And they're one that has performed so well over the last decade that we could see um, a division of that top line share price and uh, make it look a little bit more affordable. I started investing, I started investing in NVIDIA when it was about 70 billion and now it's 285 billion. I think it it will be a trillion dollar company within a few years, and as the revenues grow, um, I think we're going to see just exponential growth in all of the revenue lines and earning lines, and uh, it's one that I want to be heavily invested in, and that's why it stays my top position. And just to circle back really quick, the other investor and consumer expo that's interesting to look at is Adobe Max. It's all online. You can look at it on YouTube. Adobe has an incredible catalog of learning uh, learning tools and tutorials for all of their tools and products, but also they're great at showcasing the products and updates and all of the things that they're doing to, to push their products and deliver more value um, to the consumers, which is driving value for shareholders the best way to look at what they're doing is Adobe Max, and you can search that on YouTube and you can look at it for the last few years and it will break up and they'll do that conference um, on a regular basis and you can look at what they're doing and you know they'll have different keynotes and that and NVIDIA, they're both great at showing where they are going and why what they're doing is important. Um, if you're looking at, if that's interesting to you, look at the the finale of NVIDIA GTC Episode 9 and the A100 inferencing 
with the bird chirp. If you are a big data geek or AI, I mean, you look at that and you see automatically that this is game changing. And both companies are great at visualizing where they're going with their company. So check those out. Those are great resources. There's a lot of awesome content on YouTube. Um, Wrapping up going into the next week, the earnings that I'm looking at, of course, NVIDIA on Wednesday. On Tuesday, we have Home Depot and Walmart. Home Depot is important because I have a lot of smaller positions that aggregate to be a decent size in in the real estate world. Um, Outside of of high growth, most of what I own is real estate related. Um, We might get a move in the builders, depending on what Home Depot has to say, just because they touch all those industries. Um, I think they're going to have probably pretty good numbers because people are staying at home doing a lot of home renovation. They were one of the companies that was able to stay, you know, open, you know, while interrupted, but, you know, not totally shut down. So I know a lot of people that were renovating their homes are getting their houses flipped and ready to go. So Home Depot should have a good quarter this quarter. Walmart, you know, delivering on the this, this quarter two that these quarters are delivering are the, you know, major coronavirus quarters. So how Walmart performed and, you know, I'm assuming that their numbers are going to be great because of their Walmart. Um, there's a big earnings premium in Walmart, but they're a company that just continues to do what Walmart does. Um, and then the other kind of core theme of earnings this week are the big um, Chinese tech companies, um, Alibaba, JD, some of the other ones are in there. Um, That'll be more interesting to see kind of how they're recovering with coronavirus on their side of the world. Um, and if they can deliver, you know, the the proof is going to be in the pudding with some of these numbers in terms of how good the recovery has actually been. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, interesting week for sure. Uh, there's probably going to be a rush callback of the house to do something in terms of the stimulus package coming up, that'll probably lift the market. But as we sit right now, the futures are up going into Monday, recording this Sunday night, and have a positive outlook for the week in terms of our core positions. And I'm fully invested in staying long the stocks. Um, Kind of rotated over a little bit into some more tech over the last end of last week. And my tech positions have taken back over as my largest in my portfolio. So that's how I'm riding the wave. And thanks again for your patronage and for supporting the money school and for following all my content and for engaging and being on the discord and, you know, all that stuff. It means a lot. I appreciate your likes, your comments, your shares, and uh, thank you again and have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.